Justice League Fighting crime If you please The Justice League They raised Superman From the dead They dropped Steppenwolf On his head They are Fighting the crime with Cyborg Flash Wonder Woman and Aquaman Aquaman is no longer a nerd With blonde hair and a white guy Now he's cool guy Jason Momoa The Justice League Kyle Drago is Aquaman The Justice League That's one bad guy from Harry Potter The extended universe is also in there The Justice League did I mention that Iron Man is there too? No wait, that's actually Batman In a bunch of armor He's so much like Iron Man But he is Ben Affleck's Batman What happened to Christian Bale's Batman? Is it some multiverse scenario? Oh yeah, 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 yeah The Justice Fighting crime against Darkseid, the Justice League. Nope, that's pronounced Darkseid, you idiot. Well, hey there, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, This is Jack, and I am here to talk today about Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Snyder Cut, if you will. And uh, really just to talk about it. I have a lot of opinions on the way that, in my opinion, DC completely botched um, their rollout of their universe, uh, Marvel. Uh, I feel like... Maybe, you know, from Iron Man, from 2008 Iron Man on, uh, just hit all the, checked all the boxes. Did a great job of world building. And I don't know what it is about DC that they struggled so badly with this. Um, And again, easy for me to say, easy for any of us to say. uh, There's a billion people on YouTube that uh, have an opinion about things. And uh, they... uh, say they know what's going on but they also they don't know and they don't know how to run a movie studio so i wanted to just really uh come today and talk a little bit of zach snyder's justice league um it's time it's time for some deets the details of the movie zach snyder's justice league uh, directed by of course zach snyder it's a Retelling, reboot, rehashing, maybe just a showing of the original cut of the 2017 uh, Justice League movie. Uh, 
This film uh, was directed by Zack Snyder, a screenplay by Chris Terrio, uh, and he is uh, basically an adaptation of several things. He also wrote the screenplay for uh, Batman vs. Superman, uh, which, again, that's a much maligned film as well. And um, then Joss Whedon uh, punched up a bunch of different things uh, when he took over this project. So, uh, story by Chris Terrio, uh, Zack Snyder, and Will Beal. Will Beal. Will Beal. Um, obviously, uh, starring Ben Affleck as Batman. And I'm going to go in great length about Ben Affleck's Batman uh, today. Henry Cavill as Superman, who I think is Superman. I, I look at him and I go, he's ideal. Uh, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, Imagine. She's a lady that sang Imagine. Uh, Ray Fisher, uh, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, uh, William Defoe, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Jeremy Irons, uh, Diane Lane, J.K. Simmons, and the list goes on. Um, a great cast, uh, and obviously um, a lot of ballyhoo about this film when it was released for me on HBO Max. Is where I watched it, and uh, I think it had it gotten its full. Um, theatrical run I think it would have been a massive hit but again uh, COVID continues even at the time I'm recording this continues to be problematic in our world so uh, our hope is that that goes away and that we're able to uh, fix that and uh, make it better so uh, but over time we'll, we'll get there um, really uh, the initial Justice League uh, financially was a a loss, is what the studio says. Uh, even though it made more than uh, the budget was, it did not uh, make all they needed to make because of all of the costs it takes to um, make a film. And uh, so it was in the negative uh, several million dollars. I'll say this, the uh, box the budget for the original Justice League was three hundred million dollars, and the box office was six hundred fifty-seven million dollars. Uh, and yes, that's more. The box office made more than the budget. However, uh, with advertising and all the things that go into that, they took a loss. So um, there you go. There's the details of the movie. Uh, running time. Huh, I will say this on the last part of the, of the deets. Running time of two hundred. And 42 minutes on Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you're a uh, person that likes film, which I really love film, uh, and this one to me didn't, it felt great to be able to watch this. Uh, I, I divided it up, and I think a lot of my friends that I talked to um, divided this up. Phil, uh, producer Phil said this as well, uh, divided this up into about four parts as they watched it. Uh, that way you could have time to watch it. And the movie itself is divided up uh, into uh, narrative acts, which was kind of fun as well. Um, and we'll go over those in a second. But uh, basically, if you watch the first Justice League, there's a lot of similarities. Obviously, it's the same movie. Uh, it's just not the same because Zack Snyder had a vision. He had a theatrical part completed for the most part. Warner Brothers took a look at it. Warner Brothers didn't necessarily like all the things he, did, he had done with it, which... I think that in lies the problem with Warner Brothers in comparison to how Marvel has done what they've done. Uh, but Warner Brothers pits their, they can't stay away from a project. They can't 
physically keep their hands off of things. So Snyder was hired to do a movie. Uh, he did it. And then um, they want to over. They want to come in and do it. They already. They, pro, they were decided to bring in Joss, Joss Whedon, who had had success with Avengers, and who again he's Buffy and Angel and Firefly and all those things. But they brought him in, and then uh, Zack Snyder's daughter passed away, and so Zack Snyder just he he, which any of us would, uh, bowed out. Uh, and Joss Whedon took it over. You go back uh, now. You have all these actors that, when it switched basically from Zack Snyder to Joss Whedon, you have all these actors now that are complaining uh, about how they were mistreated by Joss Whedon. Uh, Cyborg um, Ray Fisher. I mean, he he lays it out hardcore. Uh, Gal Gadot, same thing. Uh, in a lot of ways, that just don't like Joss Whedon. I think Joss Whedon is a little heavier-handed than Zack Snyder when it comes to management of things. And I'm telling Zach, uh, Joss Whedon has been—I don't know if he's been canceled completely for talking cancel culture here, folks. But my gosh, I mean, that's—he's definitely gotten it uh, uh, from a lot of different directions. The movie in general, for me, um, I again, I come at this. And I'm going to say this. I come at this from a, listen, DC dropped the ball from the get-go. Now, Superman, they could have started with Superman. Or even, in my opinion, and this is real, in my opinion, they could have actually, if they just would have paid Christian Bale enough money, they had already three Batman movies in the can. And in my opinion, they could have used those Batman movies as the jumping-off point for this extended DC universe, much like... Iron Man uh, was the jumping off point for Marvel and could have used Christian Bale's Batman. Now, I think it comes down to money. I legitimately think it comes down to they weren't willing to pay uh, Christian Bale what he wanted to be paid. And I think he was probably tired of playing Batman. So use them in more of a limited role, but then roll that into Superman, extend this world out. You already have uh, the groundwork done after three successful Batman movies. And they chose to go this other route. Ben Affleck, for as an actor, okay, great. I, I've I've always felt like he's a Hollywood stalwart. He's always going to be around. He's going to get the role. He's going to get plugged into that role, and that's just what we all have to live with. Um, I'm not as big a fan of Ben Ben Affleck's Batman, and it, it's not. You can do the Snyder cut and change things up. And make the story better. Honestly, the Snyder cuts a better story. Well, they, and they used 242 minutes worth, so you can tell a lot better story in 242 minutes than you can in two hours worth of a movie from the previous one. But you get all the all the bells and whistles. But with Ben Affleck's Batman, I just get a lot of a meh, M E H, meh, with with Ben Affleck's Batman. Never been a big fan. I really like Chris, uh, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill as Superman. He, he, he fits the role for me. He's this jacked uh, dude. He, he doesn't have to uh, have a super huge personality. Superman does not have that. And we, we just, you know, he has to be, I guess someone said all-American, but, uh, you know, the guy's British. But at any rate, he's exactly who he needs. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, I love her. Like, I think that Wonder Woman, the first one especially, Wonder Woman 1984, okay, um, I think there were, what, 
two fight scenes in the whole thing, and um, it was more too cerebral for its own good. But the, the world of, in my opinion, what could have been Christian Bale's Batman, roll that into Henry Cavill's Superman, roll in Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and then flush it out from there. I'm not a big Ezra Miller fan. I hate to tell you that. Him as Flash, uh, okay, he's not the worst. I'm not saying we should use what's his nut from the Flash TV show because yikes, like that's that's not where we're going. Um, I think that that is a stretch. Uh, I do like uh, Stephen Amell's Green Arrow, though. I think he's spot on. He, he, you could have rolled him into that world and been fine, but that, that's a whole other. I mean, I'm chasing rabbits. But all I'm saying is that DC's world building, uh, it just has been a struggle in comparison to how. And I say seamless. Marvel's had its issues, but not nothing near what DC has dealt with. Uh, this rollout of the of Snyder Cut, uh, in my opinion, came at the right time. We're all getting finishing up with COVID, or I say finishing up. Uh, look at us now and all the things we have going on. But it's it's. I feel like that's never ending. But all I'm saying is that it, it's content. HBO looked at it. We're Warner Brothers. We've got all. We need content. That's what we make make content, and we have this large amount of content we can we can get subscribers the subscriptions on uh the subscriptions on hbo max went up uh, significantly for people to watch the snyder cut it's a money maker for them so uh that was good for them uh i will say this for ray fisher's cyborg there was some good redemption on the amount of screen time he got and uh the story the backstory was better for him uh, Cyborg, you can play him straight like this. Uh, uh, very solid. You already have a stoic Superman. You have a very stoic Batman. You have to lighten it up with the things that Wonder Woman does a little bit, even though she can be stoic, but she has to lighten it up. Somebody. And then you really have to have the comedy relief or something to lighten the mood up with Flash. Snyder Cut was a little bit, and as gritty as it was, is a little bit, uh, it was still dark, but it, it was a little lighter than what Joss Whedon presented. Uh, I loved the changes to Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf was a more fleshed out character. You got a Steppenwolf background. You got to, saw, you got to see Darkseid. Um, you got to see um, uh, Dizard. Uh, you got to see uh, the Planet Apocalypse briefly a little bit. Um, you just got to see a lot of cool things. The... Um, Bringing on, uh, changing up how they dealt with the mother boxes, and the Snyder Cut was a better thing in general. Uh, you uh, got to see a lot of okay, the nightmare, the nightmare Batman scene uh, in it for me, it's pretty good. Um, and I really would love to have seen even more of it. You, that, that's the ending. I don't want to skip too far ahead, but you have um, the makings of some really good things down the pipe. Uh, when you um, bring in uh, when you bring in these other characters, these uh, extended characters, uh, when you bring in uh, Deathstroke, when you uh, calm down <laughs> uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, that that what's up with everyone playing a villain? Like this, when the world whimsical, we're the Joker, but we're not. It's like every villain is Cesar Romero's Joker from the 60s Batman. I'm not sure why, 
but Jesse Eisenberg's character is much more calmed down in this one. Um, and then uh, you add in what was going to build out and become the uh, basically the uh, the Injustice League uh, with Deathstroke and some other ones. And I've, I've read some different things and saw some videos on how we were going to extend into uh, maybe two more movies with the Snyder Cut. And this, basically, when you watch the Snyder Cut, you get to just kind of witness the additions of these sort of things, uh, what was probably going to be uh, the, death, the, the fight scene for me. And here's what the, the coup de grace for me for this movie. That fight scene with uh, that fight scene with Steppenwolf at the end made the Snyder Cut for me. The the fight scene in general was just brutal at times, and they just uh, they use CGI in the best possible way for you to use CGI. Where man, it's not like super quick cuts and flashy flash. It was like just brutal. The things you can do with the definition of someone getting punched or the definition of uh, just the physicality of it. Uh, visually, this is a better movie. Um, the story is so much better and I would have liked to have seen, I wish there was a way to get this world uh, in the right amount of, in the right pacing that it could have been. And then you could have had that complete DC universe like Marvel has and you could have had a whole world of uh, that sort of thing but we don't have that left with uh, you know what's left um, a, a superman movie uh, that was a success um, enjoyable not the greatest it probably could have been but uh, again it was a dark gritty time 2013 was a dark gritty time for movies they wanted it not to look like brandon routh superman we want to Distance ourselves from the Christopher Reeves Superman stuff. Can't be corny. Got to be gritty and violent. And, you know, 2013 seems so long ago. It literally, at the time of recording, is eight years ago. And this, it's just crazy to think about that. Um, then you have... Um, we, we, we have that Superman movie. We, and then we have Batman versus Superman. We roll out that Ben Affleck Batman... And it just, for me, and it's just maybe me, it just doesn't feel Batman-esque. It feels, and I said this in the song to start the thing, it feels like, uh, it feels like we've, we've jumped all the way to that, um, oh, Kingdom Come Batman, where we've got to use technology because of our failing body. And I, and I get it. He has to use technology to match the superpowers of Superman to be able to match him. It just is. It just is what it is. It's so uh, whatever. So anyway, dark and gritty. Got to be uh, whatever. I got to be over the top. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I want to talk about a new sponsor we have. Uh, it's great. Uh, it counts wildlife. A certain type of wildlife. It's called the Badger Meter. Uh, that's right, the Badger Meter. And uh, here it is. Here's our sponsor. And I hope you enjoy it. Take a listen. Have you been looking for badgers? Are you having trouble counting them? Well, now we introduce a new product, the Badger Meter. Hello, I'm Frank Vitelli, Dr. Frank Vitelli, and I'm the inventor of the Badger Meter. Sometimes people have a hard time counting badgers in large clumps. Therefore, I have created the Badger Meter, the perfect way to count your badgers. But don't take my word for it. Here's a very satisfied customer. Cletus. I was in the woods the other day and I ran upon me a pack of them there badgers 
and I didn't know how many of them there was because I never did learn how to count good. So I counted as high as I could and I only got four. But then I remembered my badger meter. And when it counted up, there was actually nine. Thanks, badger meter. The badger meter is created for complete accuracy when counting badgers. People have a hard time counting badgers in large clumps. That's why we created the badger meter. It delineates between a badger, a fur ball, maybe perhaps even a couch cushion. But guess what? Badgers are unique when they're on the badger spectrum created by the badger meter. Badgers are a fun-loving creature, but man, when they're in large clumps, they're hard to count. Trust me, you will want to keep your badgers all counted up with the new badger meter. Please tell us a little bit more about your satisfaction of the badger meter. The day when we was sitting in the house watching Dr. Phil, couple of them there badgers got in the house that I saw in the woods. And I didn't know how many had gotten in there to tell the woman how many to get ready for. So I counted and there was four cause that's as high as I can count. But then I used the badger meter and I found out they was nine. Thanks badger meter. That's right badger meter, get it at every true value hardware store and everywhere you get your counting devices. Come on down to the uh, true value down here in uh, Bowden and you're gonna get free popcorn for the kids and free air conditioning for granny and grandpa for the first 35 grandmas and grandpas to come down. Thanks and try out a badger meter today. Well, folks, with sponsors like the Badger Meter, we're going to bring you—they're going to be bringing you great content from uh, the Horrible Movie Podcast for years to come. Uh, thanks, Badger Meter. Uh, you know, in closing, the uh, Snyder Cut is a, a breath of fresh air for me. It, it is uh, something that was needed, but it's too little, too late for DC. It doesn't—they're. Uh, I know as we record this, timing-wise, uh, the greatness that is uh, the Suicide Squad. People are talking about that in great length and how great that movie is. I have not seen it yet. It is not out yet as of the time that I am recording this. Uh, but it, it, uh, the plot is already on Wikipedia, and it reads pretty well. And uh, some of the other reviewers that I like and listen to, uh, they say good things about it. So maybe there's this... DC is going to do one movie. Okay, The Joker. It was critically acclaimed. I, in my opinion, The Joker movie is one of the most depressing things I've ever seen in my life. Now, was it a good movie? Uh, it's a movie. It's a good movie. Um, uh, does Joaquin Phoenix do a great job? Absolutely. Because, oh my gosh, Jared Leto, I didn't even talk about this. The Jared Leto Joker scene in the uh, uh, in the post-credit scene there, the, the poke I say the, po the post-credit scene. The polka? The Pokemon scene. The post-apocalyptic scene uh, in the... Uh, what part of the movie is it called? It's called the a, Father's Twi a Father Twice Over. Or is that something darker? Anyway, long story short, uh, that post-apocalyptic scene with Deathstroke uh, and uh, Mara and uh, Batman and evil Superman that's been turned to evil by Darkseid uh, and um, uh, Cyborg and uh, Barry... Uh, uh, Barry, the Flash, and uh, they're there, and the Joker is there, and my gosh, Jared Leto's Joker, what is going on? I, I think, I know there's got to be fans of this Joker. There's got to be, right? But man, 
he makes it very tough. He, it's a, I think he started out like in the uh, Suicide Squad movie as this, I'm not sure what it was. He's tattooed up and he's got grills and he's just, it's, it's Jared Leto doing method acting and thinking, Here, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll do this character. And that's what we got, but we got a different version of it, long hair. It's still the, I don't know. If Batman and Joker are are kind of polar opposites and they have to have each other, this these two, is this has got to be some other uh, timeline universe. And, and honestly, Zack Snyder has said basically, he has said, I've, I've read this, that, that Joss Whedon's Justice League is the actual canon of DC, and the Snyder Cut is not. But then you have Jason Momoa saying no, the Snyder Cut's canon, and you have other people saying that too. So I'm just saying, uh, golly, Jared Leto. Oh, Jared Leto just truly, uh, he's rough. Uh, anyway, back to my initial thought. So DC at this point, we're looking at standalone DC movies. You have the Joker uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. Now you have the Suicide Squad. I guess... Tying the universe together is going to be that much tougher. Uh, maybe that changes. I guess it could reverse course, but they've got so they went so far down this road now that it's going to be hard to do. So, uh, in closing, like I said, it's a, a movie. Let's let's go horribles one to five. One being a pretty bad, five being uh, horrible, the worst thing ever. The room. Uh, I'm going to give it a one, uh, but, but but only because of how sad I am that we didn't have this initially with Justice League, and it probably would have been a salvageable uh, universe. So anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, follow us on Twitter at One Horrible Movie. I do some other podcasts too, uh, but I just wanted to come in and do this. It's great. Uh, you know what? I'm going to try to start doing more of these. It's fun. I'll make a silly song, have uh, some, some ads on it. Thanks for tuning in to the Horrible Movie Podcast.